Come on. Welcome to Left Play. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Chunzum Lobsang. Chunzum, are you ready to do this? Yes, I am. All right, let's go. Nice to be here. I'm, I'm excited to have you on. Chunzum is a Buddhist nun. She's a worldwide teacher of meditation and philosophy in the Tsongkhapa Tibetan tradition. She's the founder of the Limitless Health Institute. Chunzum, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, that's a big question. Right out of the gate. <laughs> right out. You just go for it. That's super. I think that's um, uh, where to begin would never uh, work for me. I like to go from where I am now, let's say. And I was thinking, you know, today, uh, talking to you at this time uh, uh, kind of matches to uh, where, where we are as an organization, Limitless Health Institute. And uh, there's so much anxiety and un uncertainty going on. So I've, I've managed to uh, we put together a lot of programs in our organization that reflects how what we also were going through in our personal life during the 2020-2021 pandemic and all that. <laughs> you know, and that had to come into our work. So our personal lives became a little bit more involved in our work because we were all affected by the same things. And that brought a bit of a unity to our organization and also to the programs that we were doing because there was a certain equanimity in what people were experiencing at that time. And it's still continuing with different <laughs> events, obviously. Um, so... What I do is that, is how much of what my knowledge is throughout my life that I've learned, how can I bring that, my experiences into helping people to help other people? Because there's nothing uh, better than having a sense of empathy when you are working to help others. And it's not like we all have to go through the exact same experiences through life. But as long as there's uh, some understanding for the uh, same suffering, different experience of it. <laughs> and that must go back to some deep Buddhist trainings, which I've been studying for over 30 years. <laughs> and then I also utilize that in my dance movement psychotherapy practice. And that's when we uh, created Limitless Health Institute to bring those ideas together and those kind of services, uh, very personal, creative services to people who needed help. Love it. Simple. So, I don't know. Where did you grow up and how does one become a Buddhist nun? Yeah, that's, that's uh, I have no idea how that <laughs> happened, you know, because I am an American. I am a New Yorker. I grew up Lower East Side. Uh, you know, and <clears throat> how do you go from a, a Roman Catholic family, <laughs> large family, of course, then, right? Roman Catholic, seven kids. And, 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 you know, we, we were good. You know, I did all the things that a young Catholic uh, 
you know, childhood communion, confirmation, or very rituals, and we went to mass, we did things. So there was already a sense of practice of some kind, whatever your belief is, there's a practice that goes with it. Not just a belief in your mind, just thinking about, uh, you know, God, Mohammed, Jesus, whoever you're focusing on, um, but there's a, a principles and values that, that go along with it. But there's also, how do you, and this goes right into meditation. It's like, how do you then think of these things every day? How do they become active in your daily life? To me, that's the link between all practices of different faiths and beliefs. There's certain activities of kindness and compassion and love that we carry out throughout the day that then brings the understandings of the different beliefs together. So that slid me right into Buddhist scriptures because I had questions. I had questions about uh, my, you know, growing up and what is, who is who and who did what and what's happening. <laughs> and I found that there is an extraordinary amount of literature and commentaries on the few sutras that uh, Lord Buddha had taught and many of my questions were answered and that just kept going <laughs> still we bring those teachings into the programs of LHI I love it so you're a curious person you were trying to solve life trying to solve life's mysteries <laughs> trying to trying to figure things out and and came upon or across yeah, and the chaos of crazy yeah chaos of crazy growing up right mm -hmm. <laughs> <All of> us. <laughs> and 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 those really resonated with you and now obviously you've been taking and applying these and putting the beliefs to work in your life for for ever since and mm -hmm. that's led you to to found the limitless health institute and to to have a focus on meditation and dance and helping people to manage and deal with the anxiety of stress and that's always been there and then really exacerbated by the last several years yeah. so as, as 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 you look out at society and what are what are some of those how how are stress and anxiety really manifesting in the world today? Oh, I don't know. That would have to be up to the individual. Yeah, I mean, if, how do you want to phrase the question? How do we see it in the environment? How do we see it in ourselves? It would have to be up to the individual of mm -hmm. how stress is so super individual. <laughs> um, so we're, can we're, we're, we, we're can experiencing we, it. Well, can we say that every... <clears throat> situation that occurs uh, uh, must include a stress, we, it would be impossible to say that when something happens that every single person would uh, react the same. So stress is a very individual and it has a lot to do with uh, the stresses we grew up with, you know, like uh, how we were coping and able to manage as we were very young, very young, because that's kind of when our uh, uh, a lot of our developmental coping mechanisms come, you know, develop is, you know, we're talking one, two, three, four, very young age. And, and so it depends on a person like that, how they're going to, uh, um, when they're in an environment that 
you know, uh, how do you want to define it? Explosive, you know, like a war zone, or are they in a um, uh, pandemic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost forgot about the pandemic. Right. <laughs> Almost. Almost. So we're we're uh, we're all we're we're all having <laughs> these these individual experiences, and yeah, because you can't is- stay. Uh, Life is full of, of 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 pain and suffering in one form or another, and we develop ways to deal with it as little kids, or you know, and I'm, I'm sure and, that and continually and continually because we could go back and re- rebuild too. You know, <laughs> if you get super messed up young, we, we could help. <laughs> we could all, re- you know, we have mechanisms and within us that could also rebuild many <laughs> from traumas. Yeah things yeah that's that that's 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 what a big opportunity is is the opportunity to recognize where it is that i am individually experiencing stress and anxiety how it is that i'm coping with that and then potentially replace negative or not beneficial coping mechanisms with something that is better that's one way to to look at that yeah super um you could say that what course, is a better way add, to say it? <laughs> yeah, I would, I would add more. I know I would just add more to bring it back to the more personal as well. So uh, uh, let's say an example of um, um, someone who just, uh, let's say, gets stressed in a crowd, anxiety in a crowd. Especially now, uh, I just did a program and people, you know, it's a choice now whether some people are super stressed, they'll wear the mask in a crowd mm. <laughs> and some won't, but they're stressed in different ways. <laughs> so really, it's, it's, it does enter into how do we interact with others? And that's what's really important. So if we're in a situation that might be a little bit stressful, brings up some anxiety, identify, of course, because it is, this is what uh, this is when I feel anxiety is in a crowd. So you could then prepare. One is wear the mask, which then helped that person to get through the crowd because that was the anxiety was the COVID. Another person, it's just crowds in general. <laughs> so what do they do? They don't have that mechanism maybe to pull up, but just a mask. So then for that person, it's probably something a little bit deeper for all crowds. So, so already we have to look at that. So one thing is, what is it they might need that would give them comfort in a crowd? And then that would be part of the um, work that you would do with them to uncover that. They may know, they may not know. They may, again, like you said, use things that temporarily give or maybe aren't so good as well. They give us comfort. Not everything that gives us comfort is so super good for us after the comfort is gone. <laughs> Addictions, um, et cetera, food, like that. Mm-hmm. Bad relationships. <laughs> Bad relationships, prescription drugs. Drugs. I mean, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lots. So, they, so what we would recommend for that person, once they can identify what they need, they help somebody else in an anxious situation. And between that, in that kind of a relationship is how you build your own, uh, what you need. So whenever we can find what we need in this particular stressful situation, right, the the crowd, um, we help others 
also in a, in whatever way we can, it could be just talking to them, listening to them, problem solving with them or sharing experiences. You just help them with that and continually do it. And your experience will change because you perceive now getting some help because you have seen yourself give help. So the mind now has the capacity to perceive support coming to someone, which is now you, in a crowd. Because you now see it, you now have it within your database <laughs> that you can now see help coming to you because you have done the action yourself. This is, this is a very big, big <laughs> uh, thing to understand. Yeah, yeah, that 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 certainly does make sense. How my brain will then connect it and says, "Oh, look at that! George is capable of, 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 of helping somebody else, and therefore he's obviously capable of helping himself." So I can move on in a more beneficial way. Mm-hmm. How does meditation fit in, if if at all? Well, meditation in that <clears throat> within that context. Meditation gives you the opportunity to review that and that understanding and then go deeper than even what you said. There's different types of meditation. You know, there's a a type of meditation where you just fix your mind on one single point, a type of meditation where you might review, like, uh, like studying something, reviewing a list, like just memorizing. Some people review is also sometimes chanting. Um, although they don't call it reviewing, but it's like repeating something over and over in your mind. So that also could come to some people do meditations. And then also one is to analyze something. And there's a structure in which you can go into something to analyze uh, a certain debate, you know, like a certain way that the mind can debate uh, about what they are perceiving or what they are trying to understand. And now I forgot your question, but <laughs> no, no, that's so. So, can can you share an example of of how I might analyze something and how that would be meditative? Let's see, first, <clears throat> it's an interesting thing because <clears throat> first we have to. Uh, Um, it's kind of like where some of those meditations will overlap within, within, okay? So those ideas would overlap within. So there has to be this focus on a single point. You have to be able to get to that focus point. So there's so many things that come before you're able to even focus. <laughs> so I, um, you can't just like jump into analyzing. Otherwise, mm, you just you might as well do that with your eyes open. And debate it and study something and that's that's valid (laughs) but uh once you go into uh, a deeper state of meditation there's um to get to that single pointed concentration is is um the analyzation of of a topic would turn into a conversation in your head without that single pointed concentration. (laughs) 
don't know how else to say that. And then um, I'm not really meditating. Then I'm just, exactly. You just. Then I'm just sort of thinking about something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which again is a valid. If you could find sure. five, you know, ten quiet minutes in your time to sit and contemplate, this is this is extraordinary. So it would be beneficial to do that. And then um, I could. <clears throat> I'm so focused on somebody that I I. I really want to help them, right? So I'm really focused on the kind of help that I want to give them. And I now want to make a plan about how to help them. I can close my eyes and meditate and go through a nice little story of what I might want to do to help them. I'm going to come to your house uh, and you'll open the door and we'll sit down or something like that. You, you make a plan and then I'll help you do your uh, bills. You know, that's like a, a thinking thing. But what's the feeling under that? What's my motivation? These are the kind of things where you can go deeper into analyzing. Is that person, how is that person separate from me? How is that person connected to me? What, how will my, uh, how will that plant the seed for me to get help coming back to me? What does that do to my brain waves when I'm actually see myself sitting next to them, helping them with their bills, you know, their, you know, their monthly thing, getting, you know, some elder person, you know, that maybe needs some assistance organizing their life. And I have to think about how is that really going to change my life? because you wouldn't know just thinking about it. So what are the things you would think about? Yeah, I can see how that goes considerably deeper than me just consciously getting out a pen and paper saying, well, on Thursday, I'm going to go over to Janet's house and I'm going to bring over some food and I'm going to cut her grass. And that's going to be, it's going to be very helpful. Yeah. Which, which is very, very nice and great. But the, the, the much the, once you start going deeper and peeling back the layers. Mm-hmm. So how is that person, you know, like to the, to the extent, you know, is that person in the room before I got there? <laughs> Just like for you off for a second. But, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, let's, let's, let's assume that Janet is just at home because she's not able to, to leave her. Well, home. let's take, <clears throat> let's take uh you know, every time you walk into an, an empty room, right? Let's say you walk into a room and there's this, uh, there's a, some flat surface and there's something on, on top of the surface, right? Okay. You walk into the room, but you don't quite identify yet what it is. What, you know, but there's, you just see the color and the shapes, and at what point do you identify that that's a glass on the table? You might say, oh, when the lights came on, <clears throat> or maybe you were standing in a corner and you couldn't quite see, you know, you could just see the glimmer of the thing. You didn't know it was a glass on mm. the table. And then is it a glass? So is it a glass on the table when you walked in the door or was it when you picked it up in your hand and you said, oh, this is a glass of, you know, that I'm supposed to drink of water or something. When did it become a glass 
of water. I didn't say water at the beginning, a glass on the table. <laughs> Sorry. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And that's the kind of thinking you would do in a deeper meditation. And might, you might, you know, review an experience you had uh, when you make contact. Like, when is it that you make contact with the object? We make contact with people around us, with our eyes, ears, all our senses. And then, but the eyeballs just pick up the object. They don't think, oh, this, this is, uh, he's wearing a, I don't know, blue shirt. I just see shirt. Not even, I just, you know, see head actually, because I, you know, and then the next you see shirt. Like, what do you even see first? So that's the kind of thinking you might do in a meditation. Interesting. <laughs> when, when have I contacted the water or the, the glass? The glass. And, when did and it become I a glass? Probably would have said, well, as soon as I can see it clearly, then I'd probably recognize that it's a glass and right. I would consider contacting it when I pick it up. But I would well, the eyes uh, also contact. Right. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yeah. But, but I just because I, need to feel. Right. Just because I see somebody on the street doesn't mean I contacted them. And just because I have a conversation doesn't necessarily mean that I contacted them. If we shook hands, maybe that means I contacted them. I, I don't know. Maybe. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. <clears throat> when the dog walks into the room and runs over to the table. And the glass, you know, let's just say it's, you know, it's not a big accident or anything. But, you know, like when they make contact with the glass, we don't know if it breaks or not. But what do they see? Do they see a table? A glass? What does the dog see? I don't know. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that, that's a great question. I don't so know. then the question goes, who's right? Right. Yes. You know, we call probably it equal. The, probably the dog. <laughs> there you have it. So is it a glass before you walk into the room? Yeah. I like it. So how 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 does one enter into the world of meditation? Well, I think now it's such a it's kind of a it's a word that has lost its, you know, like it's a word that's used so often <clears throat> for different things. So I think everybody goes for it for different reasons. It depends on what the word means to them. <laughs> and then I hope that they find what they seek upon that definition that they find for themselves. But I think meditation is used so often in, in different situations that now people seek it you know, and, and think it is something. What do you think meditation is? I you know, am, like I am a person you. that I want to have a, a, a process that I can follow. And um, so when I wanted to learn about meditation, I, I went on YouTube and I just started searching for how to meditate. And so that's how I discovered meditation. And that's essentially... That's that. That's what sort of got me in the door. Um, hmm. So, what what do I think it is? That hmm, I don't know that I can necessarily articulate that. Um, other than deep thinking and concentration, perhaps is 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 probably what I would say. So then that means that that that's what you would want from it, you know? Like so, um, 
I like that you mentioned that YouTube got you in the door. That's really uh, very common. <laughs> uh, and it's cool. I think it's great. We do some videos in our Inner Essentials program. We did a lot of videos, at, uh, especially during the quarantine, because, you know, in New York, it went a lot longer than it did in many places. So um, actually, our business increased at that time. We were able to serve people amazing, you know, like it, it, more. <laughs> and they were ready. So in your essentials, so there are guided meditations with also visuals. And that will get you in the door, something like that. Like you said, on YouTube, you found something. It's not very instructional. It's more guided meditation. And that's a nice way to get yourself into the door of like, oh, I can sit for 10 minutes, six minutes, 12 minutes a day is very practical. Even science, scientific you know, research has shown how that can affect the brain waves, different illnesses and stuff like that. But we even go beyond that. But and then if that gets you in the door. But one thing that's super helpful and almost I would say um, you couldn't do it without a live teacher. A teacher. Um, maybe they change over to, you know, it's, it's up to, like someone who has ex the experience themselves and you have a relationship with, cause then they can guide you really personally is because that kind of deep thinking is very deep personal process. As we started with the conversation right before, even how we experience stress or something like that. So with the teacher, and also I would look for a teacher <clears throat> that gives me, like you, you mentioned, meditation for you is somewhere where you can contemplate and, and give that kind of time. So look for a teacher that is focused in the same way that you are. Um, and then I think, you know, that's the best way to start. I love it. Well, Chunzo, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? So we have a limitless dot health.institute is our Instagram and limitlesshealthinstitute.org is our website. We do lots of programs throughout uh, New York, but of course we, we now have increased. We're working online throughout the United States, even Europe. We bring programs to your organization, your family, your hospital. We come to you. We customize our programs to your needs. That's how we are so very good at knowing what is it that you need if we could give you and how personal it is. We're ready for your journey. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Chunzam your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find the Limitless Health Institute on Instagram. It's limitless.health.institute. And then find them online at limitless, limitlesshealthinstitute.org. I'll link those in the notes of the show. And if you've been, if you feel like you're stressed out or experiencing anxiety, if you've been thinking about meditation, if you've been meditating about getting into meditation, whatever, uh, check it out. And I think that there is a program that will help you get to where you want to go. Thanks again, Chinsum. Okay. Thank you. It's been lovely talking about these things. Likewise. <laughs> and until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. <laughs>